Welcome to another episode of Alpha Fire brought to you by Rule From Within. Visit rulefromwithin.com for expert life coaching and mentorship. Sign up today for the Legends program and get the ultimate mentorship package. Join Rule and other like-minded individuals each week. Build together and learn through real-life problem solving, which includes emotional insight, health and fitness, critical thinking, leadership, business, wealth mastery. Sign up today. Visit rulefromwithin.com. So for today's podcast, we are going to be discussing long-term success. And where most people go wrong in pursuing success is not realizing that the word and the term and the idea of success is an abstract concept, which means it doesn't exist in reality. A chair exists in reality. Gold exists in reality. You exist in reality. But success necessarily doesn't. It's an idea that we've come up with similar to love, government, God. Success is the same thing. The reason why you know it's an abstract concept is you can't pick it up and show people exactly what success is. And you could argue, but wait a second, hold on, I I can. I can show people this person has a lot of money. Yeah, but not to everybody. That doesn't mean success to. Yeah, but what about this person that has this big house and this nice car? Yeah, but not everybody cares about that. If you already possess those things or you were already born into a family that has that, you may not care at all. Or if you just live in a culture where that is not important, it won't mean success to you. So for most people who live in the West, the definition of success is one that was given to you. You have the label, which is the word success, and then the definition, the description. So we look at these celebrities, we look at these superstars, and they have all this bling bling and these cars. And look, if they were truly successful, they wouldn't keep buying the same bracelets, the same watches, the same homes, the same cars. Because success has an element of content to it, of being satisfied, of having a peace of mind. So if you see a celebrity constantly buying new jewelry or cars or clothes, their appetite is insatiable. And they're pursuing success, but they haven't yet figured out what it is. So where we make the mistake is when we try and follow and emulate what it is that they're doing. Jim Carrey had a great quote where he basically pointed out that he wished everybody could be rich for one day so they could just see what it was really like. And having lots of money and resources will certainly smooth the bumps in the road, but it's not going to solve all your problems. So for you, if success is having a great relationship with those closest to you, money's not going to solve that problem. If for you, improving your overall health but not being willing to go to the gym and sign up for a membership or create your own gym at home because you can't get past that mental block, having more money is not going to help you. If for you, improving your financial situation is going out and coming up with a way to invest in real estate or to invest in stocks and bonds or crypto, but yet you've never been able to hold on to the money you, you have had in your life, It's not going to work for you. Success is something that you have to define for yourself, by yourself. 
And even then, it will be a moving target because what you define as being success in your 20s might very well be different when you're in your 30s. Success in your 20s might be making a lot of money. When you're in your 30s, it might be settling down, having a long-term relationship. When you're in your 40s, success might be focusing over on, on your overall health. And when you're in your 80s, success might be looking at the sunrise just one more day. And don't think that this is hyperbole. This, is, this isn't an exaggeration at all. People really do describe success in these ways. And there's nothing wrong with that because they've defined it for themselves instead of letting society do it for them. And in particular, letting big businesses and big brands define success for them. See, the companies don't give a shit. They don't care about creating a new definition of success for the population. What they care about is we need to get the money in those people's pockets. So we'll come up with whatever term or description or definition that we feel is going to get us the money in the pocket. Just like politicians. They don't necessarily care what they tell you. They'll tell you whatever it is you need to hear so that they can become elected. The same way that businesses will tell you and show you whatever they need to tell and show you so that they can become selected. So we're going to discuss making short-term sacrifices to achieve long-term success. And for those of you that are a little familiar with this, you might know about the study that was done on delayed gratification. So no matter who you are, if you have any goals worth having, you are going to spend some time achieving them. Any goal that is actually going to bring you success will almost certainly take a long time to realize. There are no shortcuts in life when it comes to your long-term goals. But in order to get that long-term success, you almost always have to make short-term sacrifices on the way to get there. If you want to retire with $250,000 by age 60, then you need to start saving $500 a month from the age of 20. Yep, that's right, $500 a month from the age of 20. If you want to have cake left over at the end of the week for you to enjoy, then you aren't going to be able to eat the entire thing in one setting. Short-term success and sacrifices are a vital part of achieving your goals, and most people have trouble with them. So when you make a short-term sacrifice to achieve a long-term goal, think of that as a short-term success. So here are some tips that if you follow, you may be able to make these short-term sacrifices and successes without as much effort as you normally would have to make. So number one, Create a list of short-term sacrifices you might expect to make as you are striving for your goals. So what are the things you will most likely have to give up on the way to reaching that long-term goal? Include everything that you think you might have to give up. Decide whether or not you will have to give these things up temporarily or permanently. So if one of your goals is long-term health, then you're going to have to permanently eat in a certain way and exercise a certain or a specific number of days per week. Look at each one individually. Determine whether or not you are willing to give those things up in order to achieve your goal. For example, if you want to lose weight, you may have to give up eating Chinese food or fast food two or three days a week. Do this first 
with the permanent sacrifices you have to make. For example, someone who is trying to become clean and sober will have to give up drinking or using drugs recreationally. And it may mean that they will never be able to use narcotics even when they should be prescribed. Number five, look at the things that you may have to give up temporarily. For example, if your plan is to open a business at the end of the year, you may have to give up going to the movies or eating out for that year. Number six, make sure you use things that you are trying to give up temporarily as rewards. So if you use the business goal as an example, if you were able to achieve your goals like choosing inventory, finishing your business plan or some other goal that moved you forward, Use things like eating out in movies as a reward for your hard work. Now, how do bad habits become good habits? You may be familiar with the idea that you cannot get rid of bad habits. You need to replace them with good habits instead. The reasoning behind this is that your mind thinks you are taking something important away when you stop a bad habit. But when you simply start a good habit that pushes the bad habit out of the way, then you feel like you are giving yourself something in return. So what is the actual process in which a bad habit becomes a good one? This is an important thing to understand because it can help you get rid of all your bad habits eventually. So let's discuss the process step-by-step using the example of bad and good habits. So let's take uh, skipping breakfast versus having a healthy breakfast. So you want to replace the habit of skipping breakfast with having a good, healthy breakfast instead. There are numerous reasons to do this, and studies have proven that people who eat breakfast are healthier, get more accomplished, and are happier. So let's go through the process of replacing the bad with the good one step at a time. Number one, sit down and create a list of breakfast foods that you like. Then go out and buy them and keep them stocked in your kitchen. This is important because whatever you see visually in your kitchen or in, in your, um, on your table, that's what you're going to eat. If you're fully stocked, then that's what you're going to eat. Whereas if you have very little, you're going to move your eyes to the next shelf or the next cabinet and eat whatever is there. So you want to make sure that you're fully stocked on the foods that you like to eat and that are also healthy. Number two, stop eating food at about 5 p.m. each day. That way, when morning comes, you are hungry enough to eat something. So you're breaking your fast. You're having your breakfast, breaking your fast. Number three, write down the benefits that come with eating breakfast and then post them somewhere that you will be able to see them when you get up in the morning. So you're reminding yourself consciously and subconsciously of the benefits of eating a healthy breakfast. There's a saying, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You want to keep these positive, good influences top of mind, right in the forefront of your your mind. Number four, make a habit of going out to the kitchen and looking at the food that is there. You don't have to eat anything at first. Just be aware that some good foods are stocked in your kitchen. So you're letting your subconscious know and your brain at the end of the day that everything is okay. You're going to survive. You got good foods here. You got healthy food here. So when you go out and you're tempted to eat unhealthy foods, you will remember No, I I have healthy foods at home. I'm good. Number five, start small. Cut an orange into segments and eat one segment per day. Increase this until your body actually starts looking forward to having that orange every day. So this works perfectly if you just don't feel hungry or you don't want to eat breakfast. You're nibbling. 
You're just taking a small amount here or there, but the small amount that you're eating is something healthy. Number seven, don't skip any days once you start eating. You may revert back to your old habit of not eating breakfast. Number eight, create a breakfast trigger. For example, as soon as you finish your first cup of coffee, then make something for breakfast. And this works really well if you're a coffee drinker because coffee can uh, it can actually suppress your appetite. So if you wait too long after you've had the coffee and it kicks in, because caffeine peaks after four hours, it'll make it so that you're really not hungry. So if you're eating breakfast either before, with your coffee, or immediately after, that's going to give you a better advantage. Number nine. Increase the amount of food until you are having a full, healthy breakfast. Number 10, write down any benefits you notice from eating breakfast. Now, this is a great way to take a bad habit, not eating breakfast or eating unhealthy foods, and replace it with a good one. And you don't have to follow all 10 of these steps. You can go back, listen to this podcast again if you missed a few, but you can just pick two or three and just roll with that for the time being. The changes that you ultimately want to have in life, they occur on very small scales. Rarely does a person have a significant, miraculous change. And usually it's because something miraculous happened to them. They were in a car accident and they survived, or they got cancer and they survived, or someone close to them was injured, right? And then they they reevaluate life. Now, you've been given this gift as well, because if you hear this podcast, that means you have survived during a global pandemic. So there have been a lot of moments in time over the last year and a half that you've had to reevaluate what is a priority for you in life. And I guarantee you there are things that you realized that you were doing, people you were around, situations you were putting yourself in that really weren't conducive to your long-term success. So you were given that gift. You were given that blessing. And you want to use that, maximize it, moving forward in life. There are a lot of changes that are on the horizon that are being put together by key players globally. And what you want to do is position yourself in such a way that when these changes occur, you benefit from them and or the negative aspects of them have almost no effect on you or your family. We are living in a time where the younger generation is incredibly smart. And more accurately, they sound really smart. That's really what it is. They sound very smart. And it's very cool to be a part of this, you know, growth and cutting edge technology. But no one's taking the time to step back and say, wait a second, what are the negative consequences of this? Anything that a human being makes is positive. And there's the negative, especially if you understand what the intent is behind the creation. So what you want to do is begin to make small changes in your life. Begin to replace bad habits. If you smoke a lot of weed, do eat one of the 70 million Americans that do hallucinogenic, mind-altering drug, drugs on a regular basis, you know, these are the kind of habits that you want to change because if you're doing it often, Think about this, your family, your children, your significant other, they don't even know who you are. They just have this bastardized version of you. And you ultimately don't know who you are. So make these small changes. 
cut out one thing here, replace it with another over there. It doesn't have to be dramatic unless you're ready for that. And some people are. Now, if you want to learn more, visit rulefromwithin.com. The Legends program will be starting very soon. It's a limited time offer where you can go to rulefromwithin.com and get a discount. It's a seven-week program that will cover everything from emotional awareness, business, leadership, supreme connections, and the future. One of the skills that you are going to have to have is being able to think at a level you've never thought at before. And to be able to make connections in such a way that you can see opportunity where others can't. And in the Legends program, that's exactly what you're taught. It's not enough to know how to start a business. You have to be able to understand what business to start and where that business potentially will be in five to 10 years and its connections to the global economy. It's very important because the world is transforming right before our eyes. All you have to do is look at the the differences and the changes that are taking place and the words we use, like what's male and what's female, what's black and what's white. These things are important. And being able to make those connections gives you leverage. It gives you an advantage because you can create a strategy and can create tactics. So the legend program teaches you that and gets you to the point where you can make tactical decisions and executionable actions that'll lead you to where you ultimately want to go. So we hope you like this podcast. Keep following us, keep listening to us, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.